Long Talk Radio. We clawed, we chained our hearts in vain. We jumped, never asking why. We kissed, I fell under your spell of love. No one could deny. Don't you ever say I just walked away. Kirkland's listening, I see it. Beautiful. Whole town gathering around the one radio, right, right on Prospect Street. You're, get out of here. It's the Larcher Lords of Sports Show. Also against Morales. We got Morales twice. Yeah. High and deep, right center field, Javier Baez with a home run. That's right, buddy. First major league hit into the bullpen. Javi Baez did it. Boom. There you go. Came in like a wrecking ball. Yeah, he did. He, uh, he'll be bad tonight at about 7.45. He's bad second again, playing second. Well, I thought he was calling in, did I? Javi? Yeah. No. I thought you were he was 7.5 going into that last night. No. That's all right. We do this show every Wednesday. We record it live to podcast. Thanks to our friends at blogtalkradio.com. We're on iTunes. We do a live show once a month over at Trader Todd's. We'll be back there on August 20th. We'll talk about that later. Big show. Yeah, I'm excited. Tonight is Wednesday, August 6th. It's August, Al. It sure is. I get married next month, man. Wow. Uh, Lighten the load a little bit. Uh, we asked them to keep the energy up and the upper level up throughout. I blew the whistle earlier today so we could do a little less running, and, and I thought from start to finish it was a, a very focused, uh, energetic, and, and a cooperative, but uh, competitive practice. So felt, felt very good about that. Oh, yeah. Things have been heated lately. They're, they're, they're hot. Man, it's great to be back uh, doing the show. Tonight, episode 91. It's a lot of shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it certainly is. Let's hand it over to my friend, my partner, uh, Alfred Ferdinand Larcher. Uh, audio ahead. Uh, audio was courtesy of Cubs.com. Beautiful. And ChicagoBears.com. Cubs. My partner, Al Larcher. Hey, Lauren Mueller's here to take your calls. She is. And there's a, a phone number to call? Yeah, uh, the phone number is 8, uh, 888-787-4872. Hey, Lauren. Hello, call us up. There she is. Thanks for uh, being the uh, phone person today, as always. always. Yeah. That's all I am these days, huh? Phone person? Uh, the executive producer. Fiance. Fiance. Uh, the, the star of the show. Well, I mean, come on. I don't know about star of the show. And always here to answer your calls. That's so give her a call. 888-787-4827. 888-787-4827. Thank you. Oh, Clark, I am absolutely, I'm exhausted today. I, yeah. I just, uh, I'm worn out. It's Me too. One of those days I am worn out, I, I, I beat, I, I, I just, I, I feel, just, uh, it's time to relax. Uh, I'm thinking after the show tonight, uh, I'm going to watch that uh, Hard Knocks. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, uh, stick around. I think Lauren was talking earlier how much she wanted to watch uh, Hard Knocks with the Atlanta Falcons. She's been wondering how Hester is. She's heard that Tice 
Mike Tice is uh, featured in it. Yeah, he talks about Brooklyn. We know him. Talks about New York tough. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what? What? He's their their offensive line coach. I think so. Uh, he he has a plethora of sharpened pencils to put behind his air. He might have been one of the top offensive coordinators uh, yeah. in the Lovey Smith era. I mean, it's not saying much, but who? I come on. No, no. Turner, no. Was better, right? Turner was better. Did you say one of the top ten or or one of Lovey's top offensive coordinators? I, the crop. I think he was one of the worst. Shoop. And I think he. I, I would have rather have had Shoop for a couple of years to see that Jeez. explosive offense. Um, He's one of the guys also who he had a great reputation as an offensive line coach, and then it really showed that he was exposed, that I don't even think he's that great of an offensive line coach. No. I think Aaron Cromer, who we have now, is a phenomenal offensive line coach who came from the Saints. Right. Who, by the way, the Saints owner, 87 years old, uh, was taken away uh, from team practice the other day. Oh, was he? Yeah. You know, too old to... uh, to be hanging out. They gave him some uh, oxygen, and he woke up feeling great. Oh, I thought maybe he was placing bets on which players, like he was asking players he'd give them bonuses for hurting it, hurting others. Oh, right. Uh, cause that's the, maybe that's where it came from. It's a New Orleans way. Yeah. Jeez. Speaking of old people, there was an old people fair uh, across the street from my work over at the community center. What a, What's an old person's fair? It's where they have like a bunch of healthcare professionals. Oh, yeah. And they try to sell, they give away a bunch of junk to old people, like pens. Right. And um, They're trying to get you to come stay at their facility later on. They want you to buy their catheters. Yeah. They want you to do that kind but of thing. But they offer a lot of like free services. And I notice I say, huh, a lot. Uh-huh. Someone really? says something to me, my immediate response is, huh? And then I respond. I process, and usually before they even repeat, I start responding. Huh? Yeah, so you do. You do. I do that a lot. You do it on the show. And, we could probably huh? put them together. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I thought, well, okay, I've been, I've been a DJ for a long time. Yeah. You know, the radio and the, the I wear headphones, and occasionally, if you were, like, let's say you were listening to a song, you had it cranked up all the way, as soon as you turn the microphone on, it'd be the same volume in your headphones. So if I was cranking out in a studio to the brand new Brooks and Dunn song, right. and then all of a sudden I turn the mic on, it would blow my ears out in my, my, my headphones. So I always thought maybe I had a little bit of uh, damage. Okay. Well, at the old people fair, they had uh, they check your hearing. They oh, had the hearing guy. Yeah. You know, you raise your hand, a little beep in the air, and then you raise your right. hand. So did you just go over and walk on in? Well, I went over there, and I'm like, hey, are you doing the hearing check? And he's like, come on in, brother. Awesome. And uh, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm... Uh, they didn't card you? They didn't like... No, no, your, no, no, no. They didn't ask to see my ARP, or... no. no? Right. None of that. So, and then there's like a... There's two old people programs. There's the AARP, which is very liberal. Right. And then there's a conservative one. What, which one's that? Medicaid? Uh, I don't know. No, Mar- Medicaid. We got to learn that stuff eventually. Because you'll have the one. I'll probably have the other. Right. Yeah. So he goes in and he's like, oh, what kind of music do you play? And I'm like, oh, I play all kinds, but my, my love is classic country. And it oh, turns yeah. out it was his, too, so we had a bonding moment. Oh, that's good. And um, he looked like he could have been a serial killer. Like, he, oh. he had a very vibe of a guy who might kill people. Well, they, but could he check hearing? He said, shit, brother, your hearing's the best I've ever heard. Yeah, but that's not saying much with who he's used to testing. That's, that's an excellent point I didn't consider. But... I'm proud of you, and I'm happy that it's good. And then my boss came. I went back across the street, and then they needed some paperwork. So I walked over with my manager, and she's like, hey, they're testing cholesterol over there. You should get yours checked. Okay. And I said, okay. But I have, this, I have an issue, okay? You know, George Carlin used to tell the joke, it's better to uh, 
Finger your prick, then prick your finger? That's true. Right. Yeah. Anytime I see blood, I'm a hemophobic. Especially needles. You prick me with a needle. I don't think I knew that. I, I pass out. Okay. 70% of the time. Wow. Now, this was just a little uh, finger. That's a high percentage. Yeah, it, it is a pretty high percentage. I mean, 30 something. <laughs> this is the little finger prick. Right. So I'm like, I can do this. And this old lady was in front of me. She, she was worried about losing her space because the guys who were doing the testing wanted to leave. And she's like, oh, the fat guy's my bodyguard. So I was uh, making, watching her place in line. Anyways, they go up there, and, and the, the, uh, the Asian fellow pricks my finger, and he's sitting there squeezing it, and I peek over, and I see the blood. I start getting queasy. And I know the symptoms when I'm about to go. Oh, yeah. So he finishes up, and I'm maintaining. I'm like, Do you get quiet? Um, I start losing. I just start losing consciousness. Yeah. I usually let someone know, like, hey, I'm about... I you get pretty quiet then. I'm about to pass, and then I pass out. Yeah. Um, Yikes. Well, I, I start the guy. The guy, uh, his specialty was knees, and I'm like, you know, I'm getting some pain in my knees, and he starts going on and on about a free test and a free test. And you ever get it where somebody's talking to you and you just you know you got to get out of there, right? Like yeah. I, I'm gonna pass out if this guy keeps talking to me. Okay. And there was a cute little dietitian on the other end of the room I wanted to talk to, right? And I want to see if they had like a service for. Normal people, not old people who have diabetes, but normal people who just want to call a dietitian every now and then. Right. Like, a little, like having the consultant. So I go over there. Uh, so I get away from that guy. I pretty much brush him off. I'm like, dude, I, I, I just got to walk away. I walk over to her, and I start talking to her, and I'm standing there, and she starts talking. And I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I got to sit down. I sit down. I didn't end up passing out, but it came very close. But my cholesterol, since I've started my diet, almost cut in half. Oh, nice. Well, that's good. Well below uh, I'm normal, completely normal. Oh, this is so. why you sent me that text. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy for you. That's awesome Thank news. you. It's good to hear it. Wow. So, well, this is going on at Camp Trestman, Martellus Bennett. Yeah. The black unicorn. The black unicorn. Gets into a fight with Fuller. Not a fight. It was, it was a defensive play, and I'm sure everyone's seen it by now, but it was a, it was a defensive play. He threw him to the ground. Fuller kind of grabs um, Bennett's jersey and kind of spins him around, sending Bennett, the much bigger Bennett, to the ground. Mm-hmm. Bennett gets up, gets angry, allegedly drops the N-word, even though they're both uh, African-American fellas. Goes and he grabs him and he throws him to the ground, fuller to yeah. the ground. The guy we yeah. just drafted number one. Right. The number one draft Number who we, 23. Who we, which we saw today how to edit yes. the, the Hester jersey. It's an easy edit. All <laughs> of you with your Hester jerseys, we saw it today. You can just make that thing. You just re- cover up the first few letters. You leave the ER. You leave the ER on yeah. the end. It's yeah. good to go. Ah, oh, that looks good. So this guy who we need, let's face it, we need him. <laughs> Be careful. He gets thrown to the ground, and immediately Cutler comes over, checks on the rookie. He was the first guy after the, after they had pushed him away. As that's going on, our uh, one of our other team leaders, the great Brandon Marshall, right. who's no stranger to trouble, right? He comes over and he starts yelling at Martellus Bennett, like, "Dude, that was uncalled for!" Right, right. And Bennett pretty much swears at him and brushes him off. Right. Then practice ends. Tressman, he has had enough. He is steaming Willie Beeman. He takes his whistle, he blows it, and he goes, we're not growing the ball anymore today. We're done. The ball is done growing. We're going bowling. We're going bowling. And then they had nude finger painting in the locker room, if I, I understand I right. I did hear that. They didn't do the bowling. 
They had Sandusky come. No, for they some obviously reason. had some know. kind of a meeting. They went in to, to rectify the situation. Yeah, that's what he had said. So then afterwards, then there's you know the media gets a hold of Bennett. Mm-hmm. Bennett basically says, "I'm a violent man. It's a violent game." Uh, you know, he's not remorseful, or he doesn't seem to understand why it was a big deal. Right. And shortly afterwards, the team suspends him. That was the big news the next day. Uh-huh. Um, Emery comes out. He's got, his, he's got his keys in his hand. He's got his car. He takes the car out of the garage. Saw the car had a little dust. Walked over to the press and said, hey, listen, Bennett, suspended until further notice. Yeah. He went right over and told him. Sent him home. And, uh, and then that was the deal, and then everybody's been speculating, because this is a big deal. This is a guy who, we need a tight end. Yes. This is, uh, and he's a talented tight end. Yes, he, there's no he's question. Better, he's better down. than average, right? Yes, he is. He's a great blocker. Yes. yes. He's a great blocker. He drops some easy catches, but uh, those amazing catches in the end zone, he's always there. By far the best tight end we've seen in the Bears uniform in a long time. And the only complaint anybody has with this Bears offense is, in the red zone, sometimes we have a hard time scoring. Right. He's one of the answers to that. Yes, he is. So they sent him home, and I don't know if you follow the Black Unicorn on Instagram. He, he was, I saw an Instagram or two today. I, well, all day yesterday, I'm like, I wonder if this guy's going to I noticed he wasn't tweeting. He hasn't tweeted in a while, which okay. is weird for him. I, 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 I'm more of an Instagram guy than a tweeter. It. I know. You're a hipster. So, <laughs> F you, all right? Come on. No. <laughs> Your mustache is looking good tonight. Is What kind of wax is Just that? call me Cool L, all right? Huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, you hear Weird Al? Uh, they have a petition going. Yes, to get him to do the Super Bowl. Is that I'm with Change.org? Huh? Is that with Change.org? Is that the petition, or is it like just fan base behind it? Didn't Change.org basically tr- wasn't the purpose of Change.org to get rid of Bush? Yeah, I think so. So now that, now that Bush is gone, they've given up, and now now their concern is getting <laughs> Weird Al to the Super no, Bowl. Isn't Change.org the one that anyone can do a petition on it? And the White House has to answer it if it reaches, like, 80,000 votes, something like that. So they've had to answer about some really dumb things. Oh, I've never Nothing. heard of that. Yeah, and I think that's what is behind Weird Al doing the Super Bowl. This game. is what Obama's worried about. He's sitting around with his change.org, <laughs> right. sitting all around. Right. Hey, now. Come on. So, so anyway, back to Martell's. So anyways, all day yesterday, I'm sitting around wondering if this guy's going to post any pictures. So then all right. of a sudden, I'm, I'm flipping through, and I'm posting now some... Now i got to look. I'm going to look now. I'm posting weird pictures yesterday. You know what I mean? Yes. You, you went to a toy store. I went to, we'll a, get to, that later, I went to a prop shop. Oh, amazing. And I got I some alien been. stuff, because I love uh, like we got a show aliens. coming up with a comedy accident. We'll talk more about right. that in a little while, probably. Big announce, we're going to announce who the uh, comedian is going to be. We will announce our opener. That's right. Uh, blast uh, from, the, from the past. A big blast yeah. from the past, sure. I'll so. So, yeah, I'm sitting around, and I'm waiting. I'm like, I wonder if he's going to do it. I wonder if he's going to do it. And meanwhile, people are posting pictures of Disneyland, and uh, I don't know. This one guy who uh, uh, I know, he, he I got his picture. What would you think? I didn't get any likes from you. Really? I don't think so. The I, one up from the lake, I had an... <sighs> I don't remember your pictures. All right. So, anyway, Martellus, did you get to it? I wonder if I'm still friends with you, because I don't see yours at all. I don't know I, why I would I unfriend you. I don't, no, you didn't. I... I I post every once in a while. Oh, I see one with your lady friend. Oh, nice. I think you just clicked like because I just got. I, I did just. Are, are we? Is our whole podcast going to be us searching Instagram now? This kid, uh, this guy got his kid a Tom Petty t- uh, shirt. His baby. If you two had a kid, okay, you know, you and you and Lauren, you're getting married. And I'm, I'm the. Uh, you could call me minister. You could call me reverend. You could call me anything but late for dinner. Okay. I. Uh, if you if you two had a child, if you conceived a child. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you're sitting around, you're all excited, a brand new baby's born, everybody's happy, there's pictures all over Instagram. Now you decide, hey, I want to get my kid a, a, a shirt. Mm-hmm. What musician shirt would you get? Oh, wow. Can I, can I take a minute on this? Yeah, think about you're it. You're going to have dead air. You know how I do. I, right. I sit there and think I Think about it while I, I find a... You said you say, huh, a lot. I listen to our podcast on the playback to catch drops sometimes, and, and I say um way too much for a guy who's trying to be on our podcast. Yeah, it's hard to get. Those are crutches. They're extremely hard yeah, to get rid of. It's insane. You see, I try to play it into yeah, what okay, I do. So here's my – oh, so the first picture, and this is 22 hours ago. I'm looking at it now. Martellus Bennett. Martellus Bennett takes to Instagram 22 hours ago. And it's a weird, like, lit-up shelf, and there's three smiling skulls. So, of course, I, me being the, the hyper-focused individual that I am, I spend the next three hours pondering what the hell is going on. What is he thinking? What is this? Why is there, uh, why is there this skull? I mean, is he, is, he, is he saying he's kind of like the Joker? You know, maybe that's how he sees himself. Could be. You know, I'm psychoanalyzing this for no reason, but yeah. he, uh, he posts pictures of skulls, and he doesn't... The quote of it is Year of the Yak. That's what he hashtagged, Year of the Yak. Now, I don't know if that means anything to you. Oh, it, it's a common hashtag he uses. I just clicked on it. Okay. All right. So he's calling himself the Yak. He says, so basically he's saying it's the year of Martellus Bennett. So he's a jokester. He's... This is right after he's suspended, though. Right. So now there's, you know, a hundred comments. Some of them are, uh, you know... Positive. Some of them are get your ass back to work. Some of them are people that should not be allowed to have access to the internet. So now a couple hours, this is 21 hours ago, I'm ready to go to bed. And I check my uh, Instagram one more time. And he's posted yet again. Mm -hmm. And this time I have no idea what the hell is going on. Well, it, there's some flowers there. I'm looking at it now, too. And then a bright light on the other side. It looks like he's taking a picture in a mirror. Like that's the flash coming back, and there's some flowers right in front of it. Oh, see, maybe I thought maybe he dropped a flashlight in the, into some flowers. But you're right. That does look uh, like, a mirror. like a mirror. That's probably the flash. And he's taking the picture right over some flowers. If you want to look at it, he is Martellus B. on there. What the hell is that? Martellus B. M-A-R-T-E-L-L-U-S-B. And I'm Larcher than life. Oh, where is Clark? L-A-R-C-H-E-R-T-H-A-N-L-I-F-E. Where is Clark? All one word? Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we got that established. W-H-E-R-E-I-S-C-L-A-R-K. But he called this picture Tinkerbell. Yeah. Which I don't understand either, which is, you know, confusing me because I got that other person throwing pictures of Disneyland all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on in his head. I don't know. Allegedly, Trestman and Bennett got on the horn today because they sent him home to Chicago. They're still down in farm country. Right, right, right. And they say, that, they say they're talking to him. They had a nice Trestman conversation. Had great conversations with Marty, Re- as he says. Refer to it as positive. Yeah, okay. So okay. I assume he'll be back. But definitely he'll be back by ga- uh, season game one. Right, well, he'll season. be back on Friday night. No. No, I don't think he's playing this Friday. Do you find him to be too much of a distraction for this team, or are you thinking that this entire thing is uh, Trestman just doesn't allow it? I understand we're going to be watching the Atlanta Falcons tonight on Hard Knocks when yeah. we catch the episode. I understand there were about three different fights on that episode. And there have been a couple fights before, but 
Tresman just doesn't put up with this. No. And it's a repeat offender. Martellus has been warned before, from what I understand, right? And I think there's a lot more to the story. I think there was definitely some stuff that happened in the locker room. Right. And then afterwards, uh, his press conference, uh, they weren't too keen on. You yeah. know, his attitude towards it is, this is practice. Uh, he said, and I'm paraphrasing, he said things uh, along the lines of, we are, we are battling out here. We are trying to become better. I'm not here to find friends. That's, that, that, that does happen a lot. Yeah. We're here to battle and become the best that we can be against an opponent. And that's what we're doing here. Right. And, uh, and to an extent, he is right. I mean, I get what he's saying, but there's also a respect factor, and there's also knowing your place on a team mm-hmm. and playing within the rules and the boundaries and the structures so that you're not a distraction. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, when I was in school, and I'm sure you were kind of the same way, um, I mean, I was kind of the class clown. I, I liked being disruptive in class. Right. But I, I respected the teachers who let me have my stage time, and then when they were ready to teach... It was like, okay, you need to shut up now. Right. And if I did that, we were always cool. I'm with you on that. Because sometimes you had the teacher that wouldn't let you have the spotlight. No, right. They were spotlight hogs there. Yeah. Let the kid shine. Right. Like, they're they're teaching something, and they finish that, and then they're going to sit down. This is what I have. I have an entertainment value. I'm not the best athlete here at this school. Right. Let me have this. I I won't disrupt you too much. Yeah. But we'll have a little fun here. Especially in math. Because in math, you know, the teacher's always up there writing the problem down, and it takes a minute before she's going to teach what's going on. Let us entertain in the meantime. It's a it's a pleasant commercial in between. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's got to make their job more interesting. It's like as well. when we play a song during a comedy accident show in between scenes. We try to play a song that people will enjoy that has something to do with the scene before, maybe. Yeah. So you you can think about that. That's all that you're trying to do. Right. So respect the teacher in that aspect. But tell us, Bennett. But then there was like this one kid who yeah. his name was Sterling. And oh, yeah. Sterling was like, this kid loved the attention, he loved making a scene, and uh, this one lady, Miss Silver, so it was Sterling and Silver, wow. Silver had enough of uh, Sterling, and she took duct tape and she taped him to a chair. Oh, goodness. And so sometimes that's what you have to do, and maybe that's what's happening here. I, that's not quite Tresman's mode, but... Sending him home sends a huge message, man. It does. You so, don't care about it a They lot. won't be doing this anymore. He doesn't want it. That doesn't help them, in his mind, become a better football team at all. Now, there are a lot of coaches out there that feel just the opposite, that you need some of that out there. I, I don't think this would have happened in a Lovey Smith coached football team. Lovey Smith, he... Yeah, I don't think he was direct with his players. There was always... You always heard about a guy in Lovey Smith's doghouse who should be starting and wasn't, which was always frustrating as a fan, Uh where I think Tressman wouldn't do that. Tressman would directly confront the person, punish him, and then it's over with. Right. And I think that's the way it's working, but we'll see. Well, Tressman has this ability in him to explain to the player exactly why he's come to that. And to the point where, I mean, he's right, and that's his philosophy. I I don't know if Lovey communicated that well. He certainly didn't with the media. And that, might have, that was part of the strategy as well. But Trestman's thing is just to say everything like it is, I believe, with his players and with us here. I feel bad. I feel bad for those Tampa Bay fans. You Listen, my friends out there who are fans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you think you got something, you don't. You're, you're going to learn what mediocrity feels like. Oh, you and said that pretty well. Maybe I was close. Almost. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm, I'm no, impressed. I am impressed. I'm no Joel Webster in a Webster's Dictionary. Wow. You know what I mean? So, 
I love your obscure like uh, references. Thank oh you. yeah, I'm a big. Uh, I, I personally know Rand McNally. Yeah. Um. So. So, anyways, what, what the hell is that? What were we talking about? Uh, mediocrity. Of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right, exactly. Right, because well, that's what I think of now when I think of Tampa Bay. What do you think of? Mediocrity. That's it. <laughs> that's good. You got it. So, anyways. It's yeah. the Larger Lawrence Sports Show, guys. 888-787-4827. 888-787-4827. If you know Rand McNally, give us a call. Yeah, hey, really, if you know anybody, if you know one person, call us, because we want to talk to you. We want to find yeah. out who you know. We are ready. We want to talk. Who you know is who we want to know. Exactly. That's so all just call and talk. I mean, we're that's fine right. with it. It doesn't matter. You know, I've been hooked on house lately. You're, yeah, that sounds like that is very random. Which, the show ended, what, a year ago? Yeah, but my, it's on Netflix my, now. My parents, my grandparents watch it. It seems like an old person show. It You're is. right. But it is great. And that house man, he's just, he tells it like it is. I've seen a dozen, a half dozen to a dozen episodes. I enjoy it. And the reason I bring up house is now because, of course, the Bears have a medical issue. Oh, boy. Got a little bit of an injury and in a, in a, a strange position because it's a guy we all really wanted to see. I really wanted to see him, and uh, he's going to be a couple months behind. And, of course, you're talking about Marquess Wilson. Yes. Yeah. The receiver, the number three receiver. And yeah. in this offense, that's a guy who would get a lot of playing It's time. his second year. We're looking for a lot out of him. I mean, Earl Bennett was cut with the idea that this guy could step in, and he went down to the Brandon Marshall School or whatever they're calling it down there, and they, were, they all worked out together, and he was part of it. And yeah. You thought they had something going. We mentioned last week we saw him with a couple drops, but, I mean, that'll happen, I think, with a guy who's developing sure. in camp. Well, now he's got, a, I think, a broken collarbone. Yeah, clavicle. So, it's a clavicle? Yeah. And let me tell you, Al, uh, broke my clavicle sophomore year. Uh, I was, I was going to play varsity that year. And uh, broke my clavicle two weeks before the season. I was skitching on rollerblades uh, behind a car going 55, and... And, and I fell. You know, my dad's a chiropractor. Oh, I'd like to talk to him. Maybe we can have him. Like <laughs> he can be our medical expert during the season. Oh, that'd be fantastic. I'll <laughs> talk to him. We'll that, would be, that is brilliant. Why, yeah, good choice. Uh, so anyways, uh, the whole season. So you, how did you hurt yourself? What you, you fell off a bicycle? I was being pulled by a car on rollerblades. Going oh, this is Kirkland. Per hour. 55? Yeah. Did you have a helmet on? Uh, no. Oh, my God. No. I got I got beat up. The head was fine, uh, but uh, no, I probably had a helmet. We wore helmets then, helmets, but no other pads. I didn't have the elbow things going on. I don't believe. Uh, skinned myself up real good, uh, and then broke the clavicle. Football Ooh. season gone. Sophomore year. Wow. So how long did it? How long was the healing process? I thought I'd be back for the final two weeks, three weeks, but uh, ended up being they didn't end up clearing me. So it was uh, eight to ten weeks, and this is 1995. And there's only eight weeks in a football season. And, I mean, we've come a long way since 1995 yeah. uh, with medical things. Plus, that is the NFL where there's a lot more money available for things. But everyone's saying a solid six to eight weeks. What year was this? Your senior or? Uh, sophomore year. Sophomore. Did you come yeah. back your junior year? Oh, yeah. Played Did junior and senior year. I don't know if you know this, but in the uh, medical community, uh-huh. that injury is called the Clark Lawrenson. Huh? That's the Clark Lawrenson, because yeah. you were the first one to bounce back the next year, because you had an outstanding junior year. Oh, I did. We won one game. So you came yeah. back with such a vengeance, people are like, you, this is the new Tommy John. It's the Clark yeah. Lawrenson. You heard it here first. Well, anyways. So he's out. So what do they do now? They, uh, they picked up Hurd. There, there's something scary about this team. And we both, we've both been very high on it. 
literally and metaphorically. Yes. And now we're, I think we're seeing what the worry is. And the worry is, where is the depth? Where's the depth at the offensive line? There, well, they brought in a lot of linemen for competition, okay, There's a lot right? of bodies. There's a lot of bodies. Are they worth a darn? Right. We don't know. But where's the depth with everything else? Wide there's receiver. Not, there's not much at all. We have three. Eric we, Weems, Chris Williams. Yeah. Who are these guys? We know who Weems is. He's a returner. Williams apparently is too, but they're not wide receivers. Signed a new kid today. Heard. Yeah. Because they brought in Santonio Holmes and this Heard. And not, not the drug dealer. Not dealing. the drug guy. No. A couple years. Three years? Something like that. Sam Heard, was it? Was it more? Sam Heard, yeah. This is the other Heard. All I know is grass prices skyrocketed after that guy got thrown off the team. But this guy, I don't think he's much either. He's coming in for competition. Right. Uh, Spent time in a couple camps, most recently with Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Um, But they're giving him a chance, and now he's got to learn the terminology. That'd be great. I I think... um we're going to see, uh, because I, I don't know what's going on with the depth. And that, that's finally, next week, we're going to be able to talk about actual football, because this Friday night, the Chicago Bears are taking to the field, and they're playing the Eagles? Is that right? Yeah, the Eagles, yes. I it mean, is, I, I don't even care. Up. I just want to see the Bears playing football. Going watch, gonna to watch them play a, uh, no, a down of football, a set of downs. Yeah. And that's about it. And I'm but I'm happy to see that. But I'm curious to see what comes out after that. Like, what, are, you ready what to, else? are you ready to watch the, the later guys? I am. The, the battles? I want to see who they no are. we have no idea. Yeah, you're right. There's 44 new players on this team. I want to see who these other guys well, are. And how many plays can this kid learn uh, there in, in two days? Oh, I don't think he'll play. I think he'll dress. They just, I mean, it's a preseason game. Why not dress him? See what he has. Right now, then you can know if you can move on well, without him. Well, he might him. wear pants. No, I think. I think he dresses. They said that. They said really? that he's going to be ready to dress. You wow. can dress as many people as you want. Why wouldn't you just give them a, throw them out there? Yeah. That nothing matters. Nothing it's does matter. It's a practice matter. against another team. Oh, you but I hate well the Eagles. If we don't beat the Eagles, oh, I'm, out I'm out of this Come season. Uh, this is over. Isn't preseason. They're, they're selling these as full games when we know they're just they're scrimmages. It's Winning what, matters to me, Clark. The Patriots, aren't they in Washington scrimmaging all week or something? That's what this is. It's just on TV, and they make a big deal of it, and we all watch. I just, you know what, this is, we can't afford any injuries in any position. It's scary. And I would hate to lose anybody before we saw what we have. The offense will be fine with or without him. They're going to score points. It doesn't matter who they're throwing without in that who? three slot. That three oh, slot three is okay. Slot, I agree. But what, what the concern is, is... After that, I mean, what if Without, Marshall if either of our two receivers were to get hurt on, this week? We're not feeling good about that at all. Uh, you knocked on wood, I saw it. Yeah, but, but it's not going to be good. If Forte goes down, I don't know what those kids have at running back. Oh, there's some controversy there. Yeah, yeah. There's a conspiracy by the media to not let one of the guys play. Which one? Um, Jordan Lynch? No, no. One of the running backs, the Sam guy. I think it's Michael Sam. No, wasn't it drone drought? Uh, Drawn? Drawn? No, 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 no. That's not the guy I'm thinking of. I mean, I don't know. who You, you might be talking about an actual guy, but... Michael Ford? Yes, Michael Ford. There's a conspiracy to keep the Ford in the garage, man. It's, uh... uh you wrote that down. No, I didn't. Yeah, you've been waiting no, to get that one. No, that was top of the head. It really was. I'd get <laughs> out of here. Uh, but anyways, this dude, they, there's a conspiracy. The media, nobody's talking about him. Nobody knows what we have. And, uh, and then also, yeah, I, the guy you're talking about is the rookie they drafted. Uh-huh. And uh, we definitely want to see what's there. That's Right. 
Wow, uh, no, so uh, excited. We're just literally yeah, days away. Is the kid they drafted that you would expect something out of, but we don't know if he's going to make it. And then uh, there's still, like, I saw Bears.com with uh, Jordan Lynch on it, a segment on him. That's what he's there for right now. He, I don't think he stands much, much of a chance at all at making the team. No. I still don't. Uh, I, it'd be a great story. I wish, I wish him well. I hope that he is good enough to do it. But it, it's, a, it's still a long shot, man, which is fine. By the way, Tempur-Pedic, um, they are the official mattress provider of the Chicago Bears training camp. Yeah, they and wheel them into the dorm rooms down there. I've always been a Stearns and Foster guy. Oh. So I think this might be a little bit of a concern, that memory foam crap. I, I just, I, I don't know. This, you don't buy into it? I, I, don't, I don't think they should be held to one mattress provider. Okay. I don't know if there's a sponsorship deal or what the case may be, but... You know, it's a little worrisome. Al, everything, everything's for sale in the NFL. Coaches are wearing, have to wear jerseys. They have to wear the same headphones. You can't, you can't pick any of that stuff out. Do you remember when that dopey Mike Tice was a coach of Minnesota? He was the head coach of Minnesota. And he wore a suit. And he, he wore a suit, and they fined him. Yeah. Because you're not allowed to wear a suit anymore. Right. Of all the guys to champion wearing the suit, it's who would have thought Tice. it was Mike Tice? Yeah. That's just weird. Tressman's more of a suit guy than he is, I think. Yeah, Tressman would seem like a... Uh, a the Harbaugh. No, Harbaugh's khaki. One guy I'm looking for this Friday, and I know you're with me on this one, is uh, number Pat O'Donnell. Oh, the punter. Ooh. Yeah. I would like to see him punt. Yep. And we're going to. We're going we're gonna to get the first opportunity to see the much ballyhooed punter uh, work his craft. The punter that we drafted... Uh, the first punter drafted in a long time. In the same year, what's his name? Ray Guy, uh, the longtime Rays, uh, Raiders punter, yep. made the Hall of Fame. First time a punter has ever made the Hall of Fame. Opening the door for Devin Hester. Wow. Yeah, that does, that does theaters. help open the door there. Could you name last year's punter? Um, I want to say Maynard, but he was gone. No, Maynard, long gone. Yeah, long gone. Uh, who was it? Adam Podlish. Yes, Podlish. By the way, did you ever figure out what T-shirt you're getting the kid? Huh? The band T-shirt, man. Oh, jeez. Uh, no, give, give me a few more minutes. Jeez, we'll tease this one. Man. This will come in the last uh, few minutes of the show. Hang on. Yeah, Sean Dragon, the running back. Uh, definitely going to be another guy to keep an eye. DeCasem, the other running back. Okay. Um, I'm also, I want to see those, uh, the, the whole defensive line. There's, there's not a guy on there I, I don't want to see. Oh, me neither. Ferguson. Let's see him play. Uh, Young, uh, the other guy. Yeah. I wonder if what's his name is going to play. Who's that? The guy. Uh, Jared Allen. Oh, they say he's going to. He he wasn't there today because I uh, had a kid. Yeah, just had a brand new baby. Yeah. So hopefully he doesn't get the black unicorn syndrome because that might be what they're saying too, if you heard that. What, that he got suspended? One of the reasons he just had his new baby and maybe he just wants to be home with his kid and he's, he's you know just kind of acting up a little. Oh, so they sent him home with his kid for a day or two. Maybe then he's like, he feels refreshed, remembers why he's doing this, helping provide for them. Comes back and he's in a happy mood. Do you expect anything from Shay McClellan this week? Uh, no. Me neither. Not really. I have absolutely no expectation. Nothing. I mean, it, it surprised me. That's so all I need. all he has to do is show up and not be terrible, and he would meet expectations. Yeah. 
That's it. That is how low the bar is set right now for this kid who we're depending on in a major linebacking role in a questionable linebacking unit. Yeah. Scary. No, it most definitely is. Jesus. Hey, did you hear this? Uh, huh? About Julius Peppers? Huh? Uh, Julius Peppers is injuring offensive linemen yes. for the Green Bay Packers. Do you think maybe he's a double agent? I'm wondering. Well, that 91, would be amazing. Uh, agent 91. Don Barclay was carted away today after a reported collision during practice. Uh, this was Tuesday, uh, actually. Offensive lineman Don Barclay. Oh, I've got to find out if he's any good. Reportedly collided with defensive lineman Julius Peppers and was seen favoriting his right knee on his w- way off the field. Oh, here. The loss would be a big one to the Packers' yes. line depth. Bark- oh, depth. Barclay is capable. You can't get excited about it. Oh. A little bit, because I think you're right. I think Julius Peppers is a double agent. spots on the offensive line, and was ge- he was generally considered to be the proverbial sixth starter. Which, that's big. That's a big part of your old line. The what now? Like the sixth guy. Like if the it, proverbial? The, all right. Mediocre. <laughs> yeah, you got Mediocre. on me earlier, buddy. Gloves are <laughs> off now. Uh, we'll see. Uh, on the same token... Uh, that leads me to my next point, Paul George. Did you see it? Uh, you were at work that night. Paul George of USA Basketball. That's all I have. Oh, yeah. You saw Jesus. it. They didn't I, I wouldn't watch you. it. They showed the replay. Would not watch I it. I saw it. You, oh, you didn't have your eyes on a screen. It was not good, and I won't watch it again. Uh, I'll tell you, man, it's a gruesome injury, and it's hard for me to say it, but now it's coming down to just the Cavaliers and the Bulls. Derek Rose <laughs> is looking amazing. Yeah, that's Dude, I'm not trying say. to be rude about it. You know, you're not being rude. They you're, let it's the true. one guy get what signed by Charlotte, is true. and now they don't have Paul George for a year. As bad as I feel about that injury, which I do. Yeah, that's. I mean, that poor Pacers. <sighs> it seemed like done. things were unraveling a little bit with them, and uh, now I mean, this really hurts. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a it's a tough deal. And this guy, I'll tell you, uh, Derek Rose playing there looked pretty good, man. I know that. Uh, you kind of wipe out the game. Coach K wouldn't talk about it and whatnot. But what he said about Derrick Rose is that he's never seen him this good. And that's, that's like, well, he was great before. And he's added new things to his game. Al, he was having this, this right-handed like floater that he was doing from like 10, 15 feet out. Mm-hmm. Now he's added that with the left hand. He's added that with the left hand as well. So he's improving. The only question is, are we going to be able to see him use his talents for an entire NBA season? I know yes. your answer to that. Yes. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I I feel I felt the injury last year and I was I was right. I told it was going to happen and it happened. Yeah. Uh, no meniscus this year. Flash of the pan type injury. So what he did was when he was hurt, he started working on all these other aspects of his game and his body. I attribute it to a lot to, you know, Michael Jordan uh back against the Pistons. The Pistons played rough. If you watched that that uh 30 uh, 30 by 30 that was out a few months back on the Bad Boys. Michael Jordan went and hit the weight room for an entire season so he could come back and battle these guys. So he could be healthy and do, be a better basketball player than he was. And I think Derrick Rose has rebuilt his body a little bit so he can now handle an NBA season. That's what I'm getting at. I, 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 I don't think he, he, that has anything to do with it. But he, he is going to play this year, and I think he's, he's going to be fine. He's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be as great as he was. Okay. Um, I mean, who knows? But he'll but definitely be a player. Game. He is. They're going to be great. Uh, the Cavaliers are going to have Kevin Love. I'm, I'm about ninety percent sure. And by the way, speaking of bodies, uh-huh. 
What about LeBron dropping the 25 pounds? Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? And they're saying that he hasn't even talked to Andrew Wiggins yeah. at all. Mm. And it came out that as soon as they hit the 30 days, he's going to be in Minnesota. And Kevin Love will be there. So he's dropping weight because he's no longer needed to play the four at all. Because Kevin Love is there to play the four spot, the power forward. So now he's going to become a true three. What do you think the reason so for the weight, weight loss? Huh? What do you think the reason for the weight loss is? It's to become a better basketball player, to become the, the three or the, 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 the strong forward. Because you know what the theory is? What? The, uh, the guy who was recently busted for the steroids uh-huh. in the Miami area okay. uh, it was taken down, and just like in baseball, they're going to be releasing names. No. It's just, I don't, I have no proof. I, this is complete theory. Right. I, I'm, this isn't the first, I've, I, it's not my theory. Right, I've heard right, this right, floated right. out there. Well, has he always been on them? Because he's always been a built guy since high school. Well, since high, so but probably, he came out of high school. I mean, he yeah. wasn't the biggest guy in high school. Would I be surprised? I, I don't think so. No, I wouldn't be. I either. mean, I don't put it past any athlete, and especially a guy who's as built as him, but that's funny that it's just something you never hear about right. LeBron James. You never hear those words, really. They don't really, uh, I don't think they steroid test in basketball. Is that right? Or do they? Yeah, you're asking uh, the wrong guy. Yeah. I, we'll have to do some research on that. I'm not 100% sure. If you know, we do have a phone number. Well, and a text line as well. The phone number is 888-787-4827. The text line is 773-559-5189. If you can answer that question, that would... Al Larcher will answer research. your text. The executive producer, Lauren, will answer your phone call. EP. The EP. Um, okay, so... There's this racist guy who owns that team. What is that? Sacramento, the Warriors, the L.A. Clippers. There you go. Los Angeles. The L.A. Clippers, this guy, he's a horrible racist, Clark. I don't, I don't know if you heard about I him. I haven't. I've and never I want them Who's to take – they, they need to Who? take him down. They need to Silver. burn him at a cross. That's what I would do. I would oh, get an yeah. angry mob of vigilantes to chase him out of there with uh, stakes in hand. The sale's pretty much going through it, isn't it? Right. Well, that's the big news. I am going to be a part of a team of investors, and I'm hoping to buy the team. But when I do, the first rule I'm making, I'm not allowing any of these kids to be in anything but my team. There's no more playing USA basketball or whatnot. You are a member of my team. I'm paying you a lot of money to succeed. I'm not risking you getting injured on some throwaway game. There are some countries that force athletes, and and actually like they will uh, beat them. Mm-hmm. If they're not going to play for their country. Good. You've got to play for your country. If you're a patriot, you play for your That's country. Right. If you're in owning some... a team, you know that that player of yours will also be playing for your country, for the pride of the nation. Right. That's you know, what I'm saying. I don't care about the, these rinky-dink countries and what they've got to do to prove themselves in basketball. We're the United States of America. You want to play basketball, you come here. This is the greatest country in the world. Very true. And it's the number one basketball market. And this is where the big boys play. And that's why you get guys like Yao Ming coming over here and uh-huh. um, Kimbombo Slice. And Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, um, what's his name? Marco Bellinelli? Benelli. There you go. Bellinelli. Good of a one, but... Okay. Uh, the uh, the new guy, Maravich, for the Bulls. Yeah, Maravich. M- Marodic. 
You get these guys, they come here to play in America. Why? Because we're the greatest nation with the greatest basketball. We don't need to send our guys out to play basketball to show the world we know how to play. They right. already know we know yeah. how to play. You're so why right. are you breaking ankles and busting out shins over this crap for? My players, they're not playing on any basketball team that isn't the L.A. Clippers. Well, that right there is the issue. You're the new owner of the Clippers. Buy right. I forgot. Yeah, get them. You, team of investors. Yeah, I... It's a tough, it's a slippery slope because our college players could probably beat some of the best. Absolutely. Our preschoolers. And that's why it's so easy to say, hey, what are we doing with these guys doing it? They're too good to play for our country. Is that what it is, Al? It too is. Too good? I know you're not big into the W. Don't you think bring them back for, um, bring them back for the Olympics only? No. You're done. No. Nothing. Nothing. I think you as the owner of an NBA team need to know that if you have one of the greatest players in the world Not, on your team, they are going to play for your country as no. well. No, 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 and no. And you have to respect that Dirk would want to play for his country. I respect it, and I respectfully decline. That's okay. what I would say. Mark Cuban, I pay you, you are really pissed, aren't you? I pay you millions of dollars to perform for my team, for our team, for our city, for our fans, for the American people. One nation, indivisible, under God. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Yes. For liberty and justice for all. God bless America and play basketball for your country. So right now in the WWE over there in the uh, the fictional wrestling world, yes. there is a guy named Rusov. Yes. And he He's hates America. I even dropped him. He is a Russian. He hates America. He's got the blonde uh, Vince manager. Vince up playing out the Rocky Four movie over the course of a year. Maybe it might go longer. Yeah, it's been about six months now. This guy's undefeated. Anybody we throw in front of, uh, Rusoff Crush. And his blonde, short-haired wife is speaking on behalf of him, and she is rude to the American crowd and, and praising Vladimir Putin. Yes, they put Putin up, and, and they praise him. You know what the rumor is now? You know who might be the guy to take him down? Goldberg. No. Hulk Hogan. No. Oh, that'd be bad. Who? Kurt Angle. Oh, Jesus. Oh, the Olympic champion. His contract is up. The real American comes in there with his American Olympic singlet. He's oh, won a gold it, medal in wrestling. It's brilliant. That's why he was on JR's podcast a while back saying that he's a free agent, basically. Yes. And he wants to. He's a free agent in the wrestling go. community right now. You bring Jesus. in. I am right now campaigning. Bring Kurt Angle in to take out the Russian. Al, we have a serious issue at hand now because I might be ready to get back into wrestling, but I'm going to have to keep it on the down low and not like let Lauren know. Why? Lauren loves wrestling. <laughs> See? <laughs> um, you can kind of sneak me like I'll, I'll watch it on the phone here and there. Only when connected to Wi-Fi, right? Yep. And we'll make sure we're connected to Wi-Fi. And I'll be watching some wrestling. Like, it's great. Yeah. Well, so Kurt Angle comes in. He's Rocky Balboa. He would be Rocky. Who dies first? Who? I, Hacksaw. Yeah. Well, I, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's the obvious choice. You have Hacksaw side. Jim Duggan come in with his dopey two by four and his cross eyes, and he gets oh. in the ring, and boom, Rusoff just crushes him. Yes. Exactly. Carry him out on a stretcher. Yep. He's dead forever. Yeah. We'll never see him again. Him or if you're ballsy and you really want to do this right, Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. They can do it right. But then you don't. Then he becomes Kurt Angle's. Hulk Hogan's like, brother, I can't wrestle anymore. I'm too old for this. I'm gonna find an American as American yes. as I am. And then he's gonna come out. And then he brings uh, Hogan brings Angle in, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan returns as the corner man. 
Oh, that's perfect. He's the Pauly. Can can uh yeah he is. Can Kurt Angle come in as a face right away? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yes. He was such a good heel. That he was a great heel. Was awesome. He it was, was great. great. I wasn't even really watching that much, even at that point, but it was great. It, you knew that everybody hated him, and yeah. it was perfect. He His music really was great. Well. With the you suck. It just went with it so well once they figured yeah. that out. It was great. I don't know. We'll see. That's the WWE. One now, of the best performers of all time, though, Kurt Angle. Uh, I'm heading down to St. Louis to watch the Cubs play down there uh, August 29th, and I'm excited because one guy's already up. Solaire might be up uh, as well by then. But Bias came up uh, yesterday, as you heard earlier in the opening of the show. While I'm down there in St. Louis with Dad, I want to I try to find a way to go over to... Uh, there is a bourbon distillery, a whiskey distillery. Uh, the Still 630, an old buddy uh, who lived in Chicago, moved down there, and he's opened that up uh, uh, down there. I'm going to go check it out. I'm okay. excited. But who I'm going to get to see is Bias, Javi Bias. Last night he started out 0 for 5, and any real baseball fan... Yeah. Isn't looking for him to hit the world, you know? No. He might start out 0 for 4. When he got called up to Iowa, he went on a slump for a while. It took him a while to figure it out. Sometimes it does. But it's a strong athlete that can just battle through that. You it still have the clip? That. Huh? Do you have that clip? I do have that clip. So he's 0 yeah. for 5 at this point, right? Oh, my gosh. Is he ever. Yeah. He's 0 for 5. He, he's, everyone thinks he's a bust. Yeah. Walks up to the plate. Oh, yeah. High and deep, right center field, Javier Baez with a home run. 12th inning, Al. His first major league hit into the bullpen. Did you get some late, uh, did you get some late things, uh, late reports? Because uh, that game ended at 11.45. I don't know if I got the damn uh, noise. I hope I didn't. No, it didn't wake me up. Okay. I don't think I have my phone programmed to give me Cubs news. First hit maybe a was game a game winner. Wow. His Look at first that. hit, it ended up being the game winner. Of course, Colorado got to bat, and they got it. Colorado team has a worse record than the Cubs. There's only about three or four. Of them. And I just found this out. I'm not watching baseball much, but the Texas Rangers just a couple years ago were dominating. And uh, they're in dead last place. They are worse than the Houston Astros. Ugh. It's unbelievable. Wow. I don't even understand. Texas baseball right now is not going well. Uh, and I'm getting back, Al. Uh, get ready, because there's going to be some... I know we're, we're into football season, but I'm going to be doing some baseball talks. Jorge Soler, when he comes up, that'll be great. I told you about the kid from Taiwan who was pitching for Kane County. He and Jorge Soler were the Cubs minor league players, pitcher and position player, of the month this last month. That kid's up to like 6-0, and 7-0, and something like that. Wow. Yeah, the, the Taiwan kid. I'm excited for what's going to be happening with the Cubs at the end of this season. The reason you bring them up now, Al, is uh, like Baez... He gets to play against actual major league ball players. He can right. have his slump now, so get that out of the way maybe with another uh, spring training. Then he jumps in, and we'll see what happens. Sure, that makes sense. I get it. Yeah. Uh, cool. They also made a couple moves today. They brought so, in a Cuban. They might be going with him. And then they signed a guy who was put on waivers by the, uh, by the Marlins. Just so you know, a lot of uh, movement could be happening. They have to work out a trade there, but we'll see. So does that mean they officially gave up? Is that what that is? What do you mean? Like, this is the point where they're like, ah, oh, yeah, we're not going to win this year, so well, let's bring these kids the, up, the give them some experience. Is, uh, they, at one point, had the best record from, like, May until late June or July or something like that, up until the Smarja trade, whenever that was. Uh, but they had always had it in the plans. I mean, they weren't going to get good just to become almost ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. They never had it in the plans to, like, just miss the wild card, ever. Right. So they always knew they were going to be sell, sell, sell. 
And they might not be quite done because you can still do those waiver things, like they, they picked up that cat from Miami. Uh, so we'll see. They, they could still work out another deal, but they're pretty much almost done with this sell, sell, sell thing. You're filling your, your roster up with these position players, all these prospects. Some of them are going to hit. I know that not all of them do, but some of them will hit. And then at that point, you'll be able to buy your pitching. And I've said it time and time again, and that's what's still playing out with Theo and, uh, and Hoyer over there. I'm excited. So if you want to say gave up on the season, yeah, whatever. I mean, that's what they're trying to do at the major league level. Well, your excitement and your, your hope is a beautiful thing. Well, it's no longer this is next year. No. The, the, good, the good, smart fan of baseball a couple years ago realized, hey, let's not think about next year. We need to think about a couple years down the road. It's the audacity of hope that makes me uh, enjoy watching you. Hope. 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 Hope floats. Yeah. Well, if the Cubs could just win a World Series. Man. I'm going to the parade, though. They do, man. I will be. I got my hat, and I'll go get, uh, you know, I'll throw my jersey on. I've lived in and around the neighborhood. It'll be for at least 11, 12 years, and with the hopes of it happening. Mm-hmm. I moved here just after the 03, almost getting to the World Series. Yeah. Into the neighborhood. I moved into the neighborhood in and you January were a, of 04. And you were a fresh-faced kid, ready to take on the World. Yeah. You knew the World Series was coming here. Oh, it was coming. It, the next year, they were going to be right back where they started. Nothing could, nothing could stop them now. And uh, I have a feeling it's not going to happen while I live in the neighborhood, but it doesn't have to at this point. I'm at the age I don't need to be right here when it happens. Oh, no. I mean, I want my house to not burn down. Yeah, okay. But you know what's nah, exciting? What you is? lived in this neighborhood. The Sox won the World Series. <laughs> that is true. I was working at your establishment that night. Yeah. And uh, we played uh, Sweet Home Chicago, and people danced. Wrigleyville Bar. It okay. Was, yeah, it was, it well, that's was beautiful. Yeah. That's uh, touching. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. Yep. Uh, I did uh, some water sports the last couple of days. The the German water sports? No, no, no. Over at the lake in Michigan with, uh, oh. with Lawrence family. Had a great time. Got in the water. Uh, I tried wake surfing, which is basically on a surfboard on the wake behind it. I did terrible. Uh, but my my wakeboarding skills are improving. The weight loss, Al. Yeah? Yeah. And then these two 17-year-old kids showed up, uh, her cousin, cousin's friend. And uh, they, they they went. They were okay. But they were both, like, athletic, so I knew that if they kept going, they would get better. And at that point, I saw my window of opportunity, me, 35 years old. I was like, well, I'm better than them right now. And I was already tired. I was done. I knew I had some – I was sore. You know, knew I'd be real sore today in the morning. The person, but I had to go one more time. I, I didn't hear no bell, is what I said. It's like Rocky. I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> That's exactly how it sounded. And I went and I showed those young bucks how it was. I got at least six to eight inches off of the wake on my sick jumps, catching serious air. Seriously? I went in and out of the wake faster than you'd ever believe. Uh, and today I'm done. Shake it out, bro. I gave a segue to her today, and that was hard. And yeah. I'm standing on a machine. It was difficult. Wow. A lot of sorts. I had one of those nights where I got too much sleep last night. I love those nights. Oh, I just I couldn't get it together today at all. It was so groggy. I don't even know. Oh, man. There's a pep in my step when I get my sleep, man. Me, usually. But after it's, uh, you've been exhausted for a while, which I had been, it, it caught up with me. Well, it's bound to. You're an old man. Yeah. Her brother, Lauren's brother, doing flips and stuff. Almost landing like doing a flip over the wake on this wakeboard. It's, it's, wow. It's pretty cool to watch. Does it with ease. 
Well, one day, young man, you'll get there. You'll be. Uh, you ever think about going pro? It's not too late. No. Uh, I had that conversation with Travis uh, last night about uh, kicking, or like the last thing that I could go pro at. I could still, like a couple years ago, I gave up on kicking, being a pro athlete at a kicker. Is there any sport that you could still do and learn right now? Like, could you become a f- professional at anything? No. Or is it too late? Um, golf? That's what he thought. Yeah, golf's possible. Golf. By the way, I just started my professional... No, football doesn't count, Brent. I just started my professional golf career on uh, EA Sports. Oh, yeah. so you can. Yeah, I mean... Now you live through video games. Video games. Yeah. Uh, what a sport I could become a pro at. I think bowling, maybe? Oh, that's in the genes. Yeah, it is in the genes. You, are, you come from a long line of larger, larger bowlers. That's right. The first and the second bowlers. Right. Both bowlers. And you, you kept score. I don't know. I don't even know how to do that. Oh, okay. Well, the machine does it now. I'm, I, you know, I was meant for the gutter, man. <laughs> so that's that's where I ended up. But uh, bowling could happen. Bowling, that. darts. I don't know. Maybe if darts is a sport. I think you call it a sport. It's a bar sport. Billards. Billiards. Billiards. You could do that. No, I don't know. Your hands are too small. <laughs> they are. Fuck you. No, maybe you have a smaller stick. Uh, I will. Still, I, I don't know. Trust Why me. I can do a lot rude? with my. Is that rude for me to mention your your arms? We know this. I'm growing back into my arms, Clark. Okay. You are. You're. <laughs> <laughs> I have small. I don't have CeeLo hands. You know what I mean? They're not T uh, Rex. Well, <laughs> really, T Rex. CeeLo's close. It's it's you're not near a t- he's closer to T Rex than you are. I don't have you're not hand as close to T Rex as CeeLo, but yeah, um, you are. You're right. We, what was that with comedy accident? We all you had mentioned it, that you're losing the weight now. You are growing back into your arms. I'm getting which there, means right. that you were never meant to be bigger than that. And, and I'm happy that you're getting back to your natural weight. I mean, let's say I lose a hundred more pounds, which is yeah. where I'm going for. I think my hands will be proportionate. I'm. Or do you think they're be, still going to be too small? I, Al. Aim for the stars, keep your feet on the ground, and keep reaching for the stars. Is that a sign your mother was drinking when you were, uh... Is that the, I know that's what the kids with the small know, heads... Short arms. Oh, yeah. Like, if you yeah. see a guy with a small head, and you're like, ooh, his mom was a drinker. something else, too. I, I'm not sure what that is. No, cocaine are. makes him smarter. Oh. Like, all the geniuses? Yeah. Cocaine parents? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what rock shirt are you getting the kid? What, what musical shirt are you getting the kid? I've done a lot of thinking about it. All right. And, uh... The musical shirt that I'll I'll get my kid will be um, I think I know. It's Garth Brooks. Yes, that's exactly what I thought it would be. And it's the uh, the one with the dance on it, the blue with the he's like wearing blue with a blue background. Yeah. I'm digging it. I like it. Yeah, it's that's very stoic Garth right there. Oh yeah, that that's kid will grow up to be cool. What? Yeah, he'll be a hip. He'll be a hipster. But I'll also get him like a Jack White shirt too. Okay. All right. Wait, Garth Brooks at that point would make him a uh, would make him a hipster. A hipster? He might grow up to be a hipster. Yeah. Okay. I don't know though. I mean, you can only hope. Yeah. No, you sh- you sure can. Hang on. There you go. Man, this has been a fun night. It has. Next week we'll be talking about football. helmets, hitting helmets, real football. It'll be phenomenal. It's the Larcher and Lawrence Sports Show. This has been episode 91. Thanks to Lauren for being there for us tonight. Thank you, Lauren. She's a hardworking gal. And on show 91, we learned about the 91 Julius Peppers conspiracy to infiltrate the Green Bay Packers they call from it within. Why 91? What was Peppers' number? He was 90, but 
it's okay. Oh. But that's fine. Uh, it's fine. Tommy Harris? 90 plus. Yes. I was trying to figure it out myself. That is okay. it. I knew 91 was familiar. Yeah, Peppers has been gone so long, I can't remember these things. Spellman. This is a Ricky Ricardo production. Yeah! I can't wait for the first. Yeah! Oh my God, we're going to see his concert. Yeah! We're also going to be at the Underground Lounge with Comedy Accident this August 9th, Saturday. Live, in person, the greatest show to ever exist. And we are here to announce it right now in the overtime, our opener for that night. Who is it, Al? It's going to be the uh, late, great James Farrell. That is true. Returning from the dead. Yes, sir. Yeah! Yes, sir. You can fe- catch us, what, five bucks? Five bucks. Show might be a little blue. You can't even buy... Well, yeah, I think you can buy a dozen donuts. You can't buy... Um, you can't buy laundry detergent Hey, for under $5. We can't count on, for any, for any of our props, we can't count on the corner store. No. They're, no, today they're boarded up. I, I drove by. Not boarded, but they have, like, the windows are closed out. Oh, they're the done. convenience yeah, store. Yeah, the convenience store is done. Wow. Still got the liquor store around the corner. Yeah, it's done. I'm not going to be able to get an apple juice. I, you're going to buy it on the way earlier. You could stop your car at another place, Al. This is what I'm, I'm telling you now. No, their Should apple juice... The group? Their apple juice was aged to a certain extent because they hadn't sold them in 10 years. That they were just aged perfectly. The perfect Al Archer. You should have asked him before, like, how long his average apple juice sits so you could start preparing your own. I think they were, like, alcohol-based because they'd been there so long. Wow. But then, uh, Al, September uh, 4th, Thursday night, we're going to see this guy. He's back. With the orb, as Lauren told us last week. I'm excited to see the orb. Uh, so August 20th, we'll be doing the live show from Trader Todd's in our Trader Todd's East Studios. Have we named floor. Have we named the comedian for that night yet? We have not. Okay. That that we will have. We will announce that shortly All right. via the internet. Boom. At Larcher Lawrenson on Twitter, Facebook. Search for us. We are Larcher and Lawrenson. We could use a few more fans. Tell your friends. Tell your family. It's been a pleasure doing a show with you tonight, partner. Same to you. He's Al Archer. He's Clark Lawrence. Good night. Hey, Randy Travis here. Be sure and listen to The Morning Show with Big Al, your pal, on your country alternative 98.5 WACF. It's a Ricky Ricardo production.